Welcome to Conversations with Pussy. This is a podcast which holds liberating and empowering conversations which are here to guide you into having a loving and soulful relationship with your pussy, which will ultimately guide you towards living the richest, most turned on life ever. I'm your host, Grace Hazel, and I'm a leader, teacher, healer, and mama. Well, hello, Hannah. It is an absolute treat to have you on Conversations with Pussy. Before I get you to introduce yourself in your professional and also personal way, I would love to share with the audience how I know Hannah. And I feel like I've gone on quite the journey with Hannah, even though I have really known you for, I don't know, has it been like four months or something like that? It's not been that long. Not, I wouldn't even say six months, so maybe around the four months line. Yeah. <laughs> the first time I met Hannah, I set my eyes on her at a party and I thought, that is the kind of gal that I want to hang out with. And our journey quickly unraveled from there. And in fact, what I ended up doing was taking a um, five day reset challenge with Hannah on manifesting. And I remember signing up for it and not really knowing why I was signing up because I did that classic thing that I know I tend to do, which is, oh, I already know about manifesting. I used to do that when I was young. And oh yeah, what am I gonna get from this? And I remember being on the first day of your challenge and my mind was just going, whoa, oh my goodness, this is this is so empowering. I feel so excited for life again. And so I ended up enrolling into Hannah's uh, program the School of IH, which is absolutely cracking me open to new levels of myself and what I can be and achieve in my life and through my leadership, but also as a mother, as a partner. Uh, and I'm also working one-to-one with Hannah. And I mean, like I said, it's been about four months since I've known you and my life has expanded in ways which I never really knew were possible. I was sat in that world of, I know it all already. I I know all of the healing world. I know what to do, mindset, this, that, and the other. And actually I wasn't applying it. So it's really since meeting you, Hannah, that things have got really cool and really fun and really expansive. Um, So that's how I know Hannah. And I would love to ask you to introduce yourself uh, in whichever way you would like, but of course, please do include what you do for your work. I'd like to, before I just quickly say that, that I mean, Grace had a bit of a love story. Grace has like played it cool, but it was like definitely creepo vibes from both sides. We'd both say to our boyfriends, like, I love her. I love her. And every time, <laughs> have you seen what outfit she's wearing? So like, <laughs> Grace, come on, she's, she's giving you a nice version, but there was a little bit more. There was like some undercurrents of like stalker, fangirl vibes there too, right? From both sides of the equation. I got really like, there was something inside of me and this is really cool to talk about because I feel like something deep inside of me was pinging off like, this is somebody I have to know. This Mm -hmm. is somebody that I need to become 
close with ASAP. It was almost like, it was like when, I, when I've when i met somebody that I fancy and I'm like, oh my gosh, I don't know how to respond. Do I play it cool? Do I go in? Do I tell them how I feel? It was like that exact process with you. And now that I'm, we, we've like gone past that. I mean, I'm still fan girl, you. I'm like your biggest fan. However, it's like we've, we've got a little bit more grounded in our relationship and I reflect on that time and I realize like my whole body, my whole being, my soul, was like pinging saying this person is here and you are meant to have a relationship with her so I'm really excited that 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 pinged off it doesn't happen for me that often that I meet somebody because I don't go out that much (laughs) and I think we're gonna do we're gonna have a journey together so when I met you I was like we're gonna journey together and I can't fuck it up Uh, You know, people always say to me, like, how do you know the next step? Like, when you're working with energetics and manifestation, I will introduce myself. But I always say that, like, follow the pings, follow the pings. And we're so used to following logic that sometimes we don't listen to what the body is saying. And the body is saying that person, that thing, that investment. And it doesn't have to make sense, right? You just have to follow it. And so I love that you did. But anyway, my name is Hannah. Uh, Spelled with a J. I always like to be really clear on this because <laughs> it confuses everyone. My name is Jana Hanna, the Spanish J, like jalapeno, it said Hanna. I'm an integrative healing expert, I'm a best selling author, and I founded the School of Integrative Healing. So you can just see really quickly what I do is integrative healing, which basically means multiple modality and multiple dimensional healing you know, healing. Now this can be anything from deep trauma work to belief work to unconscious, um, reprogrammings to the nervous system to hormones. Like I love all of it. Like bring it all to my space because <laughs> we only have clarity when we can see it all together. But deeper than that, the undercurrent of all of my work, it's not just to do the trauma work to sit in your shit. It's to do the trauma work to alchemize it into something great, right? My job is to see the greatness in you, your next level, your next potential, whether that's expansion in wealth or love or joy or health or, you know, any other area you want to expand into, like, that's my jack. We're going to do the healing stuff to get there, right? And like Grace said, my big thing is implementation over intellectual knowing. Self-development, personal development, it's like a boom. I love it. Social media. Everyone knows like this wound, that wound, all the terminology. And I'm going to start by maybe triggering you already. Like, how many of you guys are actually living this shit? Like, how many of you guys are actually doing this every single day? Because knowing what a mother wound is ain't going to fucking change your life. <laughs> right? And so a lot of people come into my space, like, grossly, like, I thought I knew this. Like, I thought I'd done the belief work. I thought I'd achieved manifestation. I was like, wait, can you achieve it? Like, what? How can you do that? Like, it's a way of life. Tick, tick, done it. <laughs> tick box. Read the secret. Done a vision board once. Finished. <laughs> yeah, totally. And that was really my... Um, experience with manifestation I had I think with manifestation particularly and and I know that the audience will know that we're about to talk about money and manifesting because that's going to be probably something that we call this podcast episode so they'll be aware of it but for me when I first came into manifesting it was many years ago after I'd taken a yoga teacher training So I was in my early 20s and I read The Secret and I remember that I was really obsessive around the manifesting piece. I got really excited by the fact that I was able to somehow 
create the life that I desired to have, the, the, the life in my vision. And through no sense or, or reason, I think I just tapped out of that space. I was aware of manifesting. And I think perhaps because lots of people started talking about manifesting, I, I tend to do this. If everybody's talking about it, I don't wanna talk about it anymore. I don't like the trends. I like to be like, what's nobody talking about? Let's talk about that instead. And so coming into your world, I began to realize that instead of it being this woo concept, manifesting that that normally sits in that container of um white spiritual girls doing their 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 manifesting it became this really tangible scientific thing and what really struck me when I met you Hannah was that you and your story around where you had come from and what you have created through your work your healing work and also your business and I mean that's the combination through manifesting really really impressed me and it blew me away and I I don't know if I actually shared this before um I remember when uh Mike my partner said to me about you and that you were moving into this incredible house in Ibiza and at that time I had been I think I was probably four months into being a new mother so I wasn't working at that point and I hadn't I didn't realize this but I was in quite a lot of scarcity around money and I was feeling quite um, let's say financially blocked within my work. And so to hear that there was a woman on the island who was able to move into a multi-million pound house in Ibiza, which we know has high prices. It's, you know, it's not a casual affair. I first of all felt this this like trigger of jealousy. And I was like, oh, how dare? <laughs> And I, I'm a big fan of jealousy because I know that when that happens, that it's like time to alchemize that into realizing that that's something that I desire. So I began to actually go, oh, that's interesting. Obviously, that's something that I desire. I desire to be able to have the financial ability to invest into a big, beautiful house on this island for my family. And so it was in meeting you and, and really understanding where you'd come from and what you had created that... I, I was like, I whatever this woman is doing, I need to know more about it. And and I would love for you to share a little bit with everybody about actually what you have created. And perhaps you can say something about manifestation, but I feel just to share a little bit about your story, where you've come from and what you have created in your world first might be good. So I think what's interesting about me and manifestation is most people come to manifestation because they've read a book in the secret, right? and they dip their toes in and they're like, if I swing a crystal around and say a mantra five times, I'll be a millionaire. And so it's really the teachings, which are scientific, right? Because I'm a triple Virgo, so just know that. When I speak, it's through the lens of a triple Virgo. (laughs) Um, It's kind of diluted the power. Now, I came to manifestation from a very different place, a bit of a desperate place. Um, I was a caretaker for my mother when she was dying from about the age of 23 to when she passed away when I was 26. And the reason that I tell you this is that I didn't come to healing from the lens of, let's just see if this works. Like, I hope this works. It was like, holy fucking shit. I have seen the problem of mental health problems like, you know, 
face to face for so many years, I've seen the impact of not living the life that you desire. I've seen what it is to work a job that you don't desire, be in a relationship that isn't nourishing you, to be stressed beyond anything. And then just as you go into the years that you might think of retiring, being told you're going to die now and dying. So that was, and I know that's very intense, but this is an important question that we need to be having and an important conversation we need to be having. It's like my 23-year-old brain went, oh, fuck, you don't live forever. Like, like living is urgent. Not urgent in as a stress way, but it's like, it gets, like, I want to do the things now. I want to be all that I can be now. And then I was like, realized how many people all over the world are battling with mental health conditions that are not properly understood by conventional systems. All the people all over the world that are in relationships that they don't desire. All the people all over the world that are living in scarcity that don't have jobs that they want. And for me, it was just like, it, I, I kind of almost felt like I woke up to mass psychosis. Like, what are we doing? Like, this is insanity. And when my mum passed, that was a very, I never use the word awakening. I kind of stay away with it from a lot of the very, very spiritual terms, just because it's not the way that I communicate, but it really, really was. And so I started asking the big questions of like, okay, I know where I'm at, which is I don't have a business. I have no idea what I want to do with my life. I have health problems. I've got depression. My mum's dying. Um, I, I don't have like... You know, I haven't seen anyone around me become a CEO and a millionaire. But I, then I got really serious. I was like, I was like, well, what do I actually want? And there was this moment of like, are you going to choose yourself? Or are you going to listen to the world around you that's telling you what you should do? And I came to this realization that I didn't want to live a normal job. I didn't want to live a normal life. I didn't want to have a standard relationship where you don't really love each other and you just kind of get by. And then, you know, someone, do you know, I... I I had a pattern of sexual abuse. I was abused sexually as a child and then throughout my teens. And I was like, I don't want this shit. And it, it was this really dark place. And so for me, manifestation really started from like, how can I alchemize this deep wounding within me? So then I can walk the new way, the beauty way, the, the peaceful way. It's very shamanic, right? And so I came into this work with a lot of reverence, a lot of respect, a lot of honoring. And now it's led to a place that, you know, I have a business that is doing high multi six figures, you know, we're, we're going to be doing seven figures this year, very, very latest, early uh, next year. Uh, I live in a house, a mansion with a gym, like two walking wardrobes, it's worth uh, 5.1 million in Ibiza, I've got a really healthy relationship, I no longer attract men that abuse me, which if you had that as a pattern, very great to not be in that anymore. Um, <laughs> uh, I healed health problems, I had quite serious trauma um, and hormonal imbalance conditions caused by trauma. And, and you know, on a level of mental health is I have a life that I want to wake up to every day. Like, I have a life that literally blows me away. I have a life that no one told me it was possible because my family had never done this. It actually really triggers my family the way that I live because it's like, holy shit, all of those thoughts and beliefs that we had keeping us small, maybe they're not true, right? That's like a little bit about my story and where I'm at and I think why my take to manifestation is so different. I want to interrupt this episode to invite you into something special. 
If you're vibing with Hannah and I in this conversation, know that we're holding a five-day free journey together called Pleasure, Power, Prosperity. It's on the 15th of August to the 19th of August, and you can sign up now via the show notes. Hannah will be specifically talking to you about money, investing, and crossing the terror barrier. I look forward to seeing you there. I feel just to hone in on what you said around the limiting beliefs that come from our upbringing. And I know because I'm in your spaces quite often, five times a week, (laughs) (laughs) that um, your upbringing around money hasn't always been in alignment with the life that you're living around money now. So I just want to affirm and and say again, as I know that the listeners would have heard, however, what really inspires me is like, you're on high multi six figures within your healing business. And I'm saying healing business on purpose, because it is an incredible healing business. I'm within that space as a client. And it's so powerful. The work is so powerful. And um, I think that sometimes we can have beliefs around spiritual healing things, meaning that we have to give it away for, for free or something. And I mean, that's just a, that's a tiny piece. But um, I want to hone in, in, in on the money um, spectrum and ask you, based on where you came from, and perhaps you can talk about the beliefs that you were raised with around money, what has your journey been in unpicking those and coming to the space that you're in now? So I come from two parents that I would say are a little bit eccentric. (laughs) Uh, My father started a business in his 50s, and until then he was post-war. A boarding school child so sent to boarding school at 11 years old was not given money by his parents so very very old school loving man very very old school so as children it's not that we didn't have right but like we were not allowed to be frivolous with money what my father would consider frivolous right we'd get a pair of jeans that were five uh, euros we lived in a nice house because my dad built the nice house and he slept in a shack in English winters for two years until it was built I'm very grateful for my dad because he's a very strong he's got a strong level of mental mastery in the fact that like if he wants something he's a marathon runner you know um so like he was like yeah fuck it I'm gonna sleep in the snow for two years like that makes sense to me Do you know like that makes sense for my family but he never really let go of this money anxiety Um, He always behaved as if he was like post-war, ration era, right? So we weren't allowed central heating. I tell this story. In my home growing up in England in the winter, if you're not from England, English winters are not warm. My sister had chillblains and my mum had to take her to the hospital. And she was so embarrassed to say it's from our house because it's so cold that she said, oh, she's been playing in the snow and we didn't realise she's not got shoes on. So we, and I'm not going to lie to you, I'm not saying like, I came from it, like, poor me, get out this violin. I'm just saying the belief systems that we had weren't congruent to the money that I have now. Now, on top of that, my father and my mother thought being rich was morally and ethically wrong. Like, <laughs> when I tell my dad how much money I go down, he's like, 
you know you're an asshole. Like that's literally his response. There is no, like in my family, my Spanish family are kind of in awe. They're like, where, where did you come from? Um, and my English family, well, my father is kind of almost like, it's very jarring for him because I am an embodiment of what he believes to be unethical. Not because I do something unethical, but because he's decided that having a gardener and a cleaner and these kind of houses is unethical. And this is a really big piece, and I teach on this, that comes up for people, is that most people can allow themselves to have how much their parents allow them, allow them to have. But the second you want to have more money in your bank account for women than your father, that's when you start hitting unconscious upper limits. And people don't realise it because... You've almost got to have the bravery to break the unspoken laws in your family, which in my family is don't be a rich asshole. Mm. And I mm. had to kind of own that. And it's not that I've gone on and, you know, I'm not like selling weapons of mass destruction and nuclear power. Do you know what I mean? Like I'm literally, oh, it. Yeah, I'm literally like, we're doing like trauma work and healing work, but still for my father. And I think he is proud. He's not a bad egg. It's just that this is very, 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 very new. And I've built it in two years, like really fast. The money. And for me, when you say that, it like my, my brain just goes ding, 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 quantum. Because again, I've been in your world for some time now. So quantum feels like a very... Um, beautiful word which I get now excited about because I can feel myself quantum leaping internally and externally in my in my world and so I would love for you to explain in the way that you explain it like just your fieriness and your straightforwardness is what brought me back to manifestation so if you I hear the word quantum being flung out all the time by coaches who are very feminine in their approach and I remember there's a particular person who I absolutely adore. She really inspires me. I'm not going to say her name. People will know if they know. Who started making millions in her business. And she'd just be like, it's the quantum. And I'd be like, but what's the quantum? <laughs> How do I access this quantum? How do I get quantum leap? I said quantum leap to Mike the other day. And he like referred to some like, I don't know, I think it was like 90s program that was like about quantum leaping. I don't know if you remember it. It was like, I remember my dad watching it. Um, so could you speak to me about quantum manifesting and how that worked for your huge growth in your business and money? I, I hear you because this is the thing with very spiritual teachings is that you actually need to ground them. And when you understand this from, when you understand the quantum field, like I'm going to say this to you in a very mathematical, scientific way, okay? Because this is just myself. That's what I love, because I've got Virgo in my chart too. Yeah, I'm like, this is the equation, guys. This is literally how I teach them. I'm like, this equals this and this. Okay, now let's do the algebraic equation backwards and forwards and backwards. <laughs> like, that's literally my vibe. It is, so, okay foundations like if you take anything from this manifestation is not the process of i desire this therefore i will write a vision board and then i will fart a unicorn out of my ass and like that's what it looks like on social media that is actually not what manifestation is manifestation used in its correct like form it means the process in which 
consciousness, in other words, frequency, thought, what is non-physical, becomes form. It's the process in which we create life. We don't switch it on and off. It is always happening. In every single moment, okay, your consciousness is becoming physical. And that is the process of manifestation, okay? <laughs> I'm like, where do you want me to go with this? I'm like, how deep do you want me to go? So, deep. <laughs> you might have to listen to this bit a few times. You might get it, you might not get it. It literally doesn't, doesn't matter. It will click when it clicks. When we understand manifestation as a process of creation that is happening in every single moment, you will realize that your present moment, okay, is a manifestation of your past, your past thinking, your past feeling, and your past doing. When people refer to the quantum, what they're talking about is your thinking and your feeling. Like that's literally fucking it. Let's call it what it fucking is. Do you know what I mean? Quantum makes it sound like this really crazy state that no one can access. Do you think and do you feel? Yes, you do, therefore this can work for you. Are you alive? Yes, therefore manifestation can work for you. Are you a human being? Yes, therefore manifestation can work for you. Okay, like, so when people are talking about the quantum, it's a fancy way of saying my thoughts and my feelings become my reality. So if you wanna change your future moment, you need to change your thinking and your frequency to be in alignment with what you want. That is it. If you want to understand why there are things in your present moment that you don't like, you can track back, you can track consciousness. You ask, what thoughts and feelings did I have that were a match to that, right? Now, on some level, we have to understand and accept <laughs> that our physical moment is a manifestation of our consciousness. If you're like, that is already out there for me, read Bruce Lipton, The Biology of Belief. Read Joe Dispenza. Like, they're going to break down the studies for you so you can see this in tangible layman's terms. We live in a time now where so much is being understood that has not been understood, right? You can take this as deep as you want to take it, but the quantum is that, it's thoughts and feelings, it's frequency, it's consciousness, which is creative for everyone. Now, here's the thing, I think that blocks people from wanting to do this, is you hear this, and if you accept this notion on an intellectual level, like you accept this premise, okay? You've also got to accept that you're responsible for your life. People don't wanna do that. I would say the percentage of people that don't work with me is because they're triggered because I'm saying you're responsible for your life. The premise to manifestation is that you no longer play victim to circumstance. You're 100% responsible for your health, your wealth, your bank balance, uh, your relationships, you know, and keeping talking about your present moment isn't gonna change it. Like you have to be willing to try this. Can I share a little bit about my experience investing in you? Because I feel that that was a really huge experience for me in, in actually learning the part around actually being the version of myself in the future that I see rather than the version that I am now. So acting from my vision rather than acting from my current state of reality. So bringing my, my 
future vision into the now. So when I found Hannah uh, and I was in her five day challenge, I had, I think I had, well, I definitely had had, I was in the middle of a launch. So I had had 10 grand in my account. So I knew because the school of IH is 10 grand, well, in euros. And so I knew that I could invest in that. So for me, that was comfortable. I thought, well, if I invest in this, I've got the money there. I'm not like losing or going into debt, et cetera, et cetera. So it wasn't an edge for me. And so I thought, yeah, I, I can reach that. That feels good. I wasn't feeling stretched by it. And that was okay for me. That felt good for me. That was safe. And then I was in conversation with you, Hannah, and I remember you asking me, well, or saying, hey, you'd actually be really great um, as a match for us to do one-to-one work together. And all of my excuses came up when you when you shared that with me, which were number one, because I I was still a new mother with Ray and I wasn't, I had yes done a launch, but it was on um, an, a recorded course, which, so it was a very easy launch for me. I, I, I can easily launch that. I was doing it around looking after Ray. And when you said that to me, I thought, first of all, no, because I will not be able to look after Ray if I start working again, because I was in all of the old beliefs around what it was to be a woman in business. I was pulling in all of my previous experience of I have to work like nine to five, (laughs) you know, five days a week in order to create a successful business. And I was like, I don't want to go back into that. So I was triggered at the thought of, oh, I'm going to have to start working again, which means I won't have to, I won't have as much time with Ray. The second piece was that your, your program at at that time, it was, it was a while back was to work one-on-one with you was 25,000. And so that took me out of, oh yeah, I've got that 10K to invest. And it took me into, I need to create 15 grand in order to pay Hannah that money. And so I was in this place of, I don't have that money. I don't want to work because I've got Ray. And instead of staying in that dynamic or staying in that feeling or that that pattern that was really holding me in closure and contraction, I had a choice, right? I could have stayed there and I could have continued to do it my way to launch certain programs at a low level price and like slowly, slowly save so I could afford to invest in you, Hannah, to slowly, slowly wait until I felt really, really ready to return to work you know, or, and this is what I did, I decided to go beyond what I could structure or schedule or or conceive like a step-by-step plan. And I just went, fuck it, right? I will find a way to do this. And that was a decision, not based off of my current experience, but based off of the version of me that I was visualizing in my future. Did that version of me, who was a beautiful mother to Ray that had all of the time to spend with Ray while simultaneously being financially abundant with a thriving business that was in alignment with my soul, Would she say no to such a thing? No, of course she wouldn't. She'd go for it. She has the time, the space and the money. So I made that decision. And it was through making that decision that I have been very, very fast, in a very, very fast paced way, becoming that version of me that I was originally imagining myself to become. Um, So I'm just going to say that. (laughs) (laughs) I'm just going to throw that there, guys. I'm like, (laughs) 
<laughs> take that how you will. No, but that's how it that's how it works because if you keep living from your present moment to ground this into what I said, all you can do is create more of your past. That's why people are stuck in loops of the same, right? So in your present moment, you need to start anchoring from a different place, who I want to become in the world, what I want to have, and you do your doing through that. That's how you quantum leap, right? Does it make sense? Mm -hmm. It's not logical. Like this path is like, I'm like, I will give you the grounded science, but yes, it is completely illogical. And I just need you to trust there's not going to be a map. You might feel crap at sometimes. Like that's literally, that's literally my pet talk. But I remember when I first made yeah. my first six figures in savings, which wasn't from business, that was all from like really weird and wonderful ways. Okay. Like one day I would tell that story because people would not believe me. And it was this. Because I'm so gagging to know it, but obviously it's not the time now, yes. but I'll probably just ask you anyway when we're another <laughs> time. Yeah, on, on Saturday yeah, slash Sunday. And my mum had just passed away and I was living in this, it's kind of rude to say, but crappy little flat in Malaga. Like it was so hot, I had a tiny little room. Like I wasn't happy, that was super loud. I'm someone that likes to live in nature. Right now our house is in a forest, right? And so this is this flat was like in the center of the city, you know, <laughs> it was the opposite. And mum had passed away and I was just like, and I, I didn't have money, you know, I, I paid for a shamanic course that was 4K at that time. And I'd had, I had like 500 euros in my bank account when I was like, yes, please sign me up. I, and it, all, the money always came. And then I was like, I want to live in the nicest area of Malaga. I was like, I want to live where all the posh rich people live. Do you know what I mean? Like really hippie, didn't own makeups, pretty much had dreadlocks, had just moved back from India, you know, where I'd been teaching yoga. <laughs> and I was like, I'm going to go to the poshest, richest, most affluent area of Malaga where everyone says you can't find a house. And I messaged one person like, hi, I'm looking for a house. And he said, you know, my sister's moved out for a year. Do you want this house? It's got a yoga studio in the garden, a swimming pool in the garden. I'm not joking. You've got your own house. You open, like the whole of the front of the house is like glass. And then you've just got the sea in front of you. And the like, it was, a, it was like a, a fairy's paradise. Like, I swear to God, it was like so beautiful, like flowers. It was all just decorated, new, like brilliant. And, um... And it was 600 euros a month. And I was like, I have 600 what? euros to my name, you know? <laughs> wow, right, okay. I was like, 600 euros for that sounds great. <laughs> but if you're not in that position, also, we live in it's Ibiza, a lot. Don't we? Yeah. So we're like, oh, that's 75 million for like a, a yurt? <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, 600 euros would get me a studio flat that was about <laughs> the size of the That's Ibiza life. Like, we've but in Malaga, 600 euros is a high rent. And for me, I didn't have money. I committed to a business coach. I'd committed to a shamanic training. Um, these were all in their thousands, right? These commitments in their thousands. I had like no money. And I just kind of like, I just thought to myself, and like, now I look back and I'm like, fuck it, hell, you were great. I was like, fuck it. I was like, sign me up. Where do I sign? And I did it. And it was in that moment, in that decision, that was the first year that I had 100,000 in my bank account. Not making 100,000, I had 100,000 in savings, right? And every single quantum leap that I have taken has been because of this place of trust 
anchoring into that future moment, you know, you're not just thinking it. Lots of people come to my free events, they're like, these concepts are really great, and then they don't apply it, so obviously it can't work, right? But that's actually living it. That's being the embodiment of your future self, right? And, I, I, and, I, and we did the same with this house, you know? I did not look like the prototype of people looking at these houses. I am not a white male <laughs> in my 50s. Or in Ibiza, I don't have a coke <laughs> business, you know? I don't sell drugs. I think lots of millionaires that sell drugs in Ibiza. Am I allowed to say these things? That's who you see. Yeah, I've got, I've got everything goes on this podcast, my darling. Let's talk about it. <laughs> Blows my mind. They look, sometimes you see groups of people that could be, oh, this is, okay, on Netflix, you know, that like mafia, that you go to see the house viewings at this level. And I was like, I just look like a tiny little Spanish woman, you know? Um, <laughs> so it was a thing for me to be like, no, me too. Like I choose myself and I do the same with my business. Like for all of this, you've got the audacity. You've got to have the audacity to say me too. Me too to the bank account, me too to the wealth, yeah. success, the, the fame, if you want say fame, you know, like you've got to choose it. I really want to speak to this part because I love what you say within your teachings, which is I'm not special. And also I like to say that too. Like I, I always like to share really relatable stories about the kind of gal I am and where I've come from. Um, because I feel like there is a tendency to witness people living in their greatness, living in their bigness and say, well, that's okay for her because, and name a list of things that, that you see in that person and going, well, I can't have that because I don't have that, right? And so I would love to talk to you because I know that when I put out there a questionnaire on my Instagram, I I was asking um, the community about money. And so lots of people had lots of different um, feelings and views around money. And I was getting really excited just to learn about it. And then I added a question or I added some of the answers about the highest investment that uh, a lot of people had made. And there were lots of people were answering, but there were quite a majority of people that were saying 10K, 20K. So I decided to share that because I really wanted it to land, you know, the types of investments that sometimes people can make. And obviously way beyond that, but for, for self-development and healing. So I dropped it into Instagram and people were like, what? <laughs> like, what? I could just never, ever, 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 ever do that. That's okay for some people because they've got that money in their account. Or um, I, I, it, it was essentially a projection of idea of what that person or who that person must be if they were to invest this 10K or that 25K. So it was that example of well that's okay for her because she's got this or they've got this so they can do that but it's not for me um and I don't know if this is like I'm gonna add this question in and maybe we can pull it apart and do it in two chunks but I want to throw this bit in there as I'm speaking which is about people who come from different backgrounds to us so I can say it from I, I'm a I'm a white woman um, so I've got the privilege of being white. I also come from um, a lot of different socioeconomic, um, I can't think of what I'm saying. Basically, I come from a place which I wasn't in poverty growing up, right? I 
we we had stuff around money in my family for sure, but I didn't come from poverty. So it's all well and okay for me to say it as a white girl who is A, B, C, D, or whatever projections come. I, I almost wanna just support people, like everybody that's listening to this to know that like nobody's special, nobody's special. Yes, we have different um, experiences of life. However, this work around manifesting and creating the life you desire is for literally everyone. So I know that's not a question. <laughs> but I can riff with it. That's what you're throwing a lot of thoughts at you. Yeah, work with me. Yeah, like, where's the question mark in any of those sentences? Yeah, no, because that, but that is, it's so good that you bring this up because obviously I'm mirroring you in that. Like, I'm a white woman and I wasn't brought up in poverty. Like, you know, my dad is post war and there's money stuff, but like, no one would look at the way that we grew up on sense poverty, you know? So here's the thing where we're not equal and how you can have the manifestation conversation with the race conversation with the privilege conversation. And this is my viewpoint, okay? <laughs> bracing myself so we are not equal <laughs> in conditioning and we are not equal in where the start line is okay in the fact the, the facts of the matter are if you grow up in poverty the conditioning that you have around money is probably going to have a stronger negative bias and in your body there's gonna be less experiences of wealth. So you are working from a different level. You, you, like, I think there's this study that's, um, there's this study, it's really powerful. It's an American study and it's like, who's in, in the prisons, right? And it's like, did you see it? They're in a circle, step forward if you are, if you were beaten as a child, step forward if your father and mother involved in drugs. And, like, so and you saw that it was like, the, everyone that was in that prison had come from, you know, very challenging childhoods. So you can't look at someone, right, that doesn't have that level of conditioning and put them on an equal place as someone that does have that level of conditioning. You're starting from a different place, okay? Now, a lot of people take that as, you don't know my childhood, so fuck you, this is impossible for me. And you are just playing there into the consciousness of I am the victim and therefore I will never be able to succeed. I know this might be uncomfortable to hear, okay? So I firstly I'm saying, I'm like how I'm gonna say this carefully so it's clear, conditioning is not equal, but potential is. We are all born equal in potential and consciousness. So for some of us, there might be more work around money. There might be more work around allowing yourself to have the good things. Does that mean that it's not possible for you? No. Does that mean that you shouldn't even try? No, because some people use the childhood piece, right, as a reason to not even go for it, to not even try. It's like, I'm gonna create the separation between me and the people that did have, and that's a reason that I will just stay in this present moment. No, we've all got potential for alchemy. We've all got potential for wealth. Is the journey gonna look like the same for everyone? No. No, it's not. But we're not equal in any form of trauma. It's like me being like, well, my relationships are always going to be fucked because I was sexually abused at two. Do you know what I mean? Would I have the relationship that I have now? No, but I did feel very resentful and very sorry for myself. You know, I lost my virginity to rape. <laughs> I'm just going to throw this out there, right? So by the time that I was my early 20s, I genuinely just thought that I was a damaged um 
woman and that it wasn't possible for me. So when I learned that there is potential for everyone and that included me, I felt really empowered. I was like, oh, I get to be loved? Like, really? Like, maybe I have to do deeper work around sexuality. Maybe there's more shit for me to dive into. Maybe I'm gonna have to do more alchemy, but like, sign me the fuck up. Like, I want the relationship. I don't care if it takes me 10 years and you didn't have to do this work because I get to have it, right? So when we're comparing trauma, when we're comparing childhood, when we're comparing patterning, conditioning, is it equal? No. Is that excuse for not doing it, for not going all in? Neither. I'm going to give you a final example. I'm someone that was clinically diagnosed with social anxiety when I was 19. I am not what you would have called a confident person. I was bullied in primary school. I never considered myself a cool kid. Like the thought of being like an influencer on social media or even having friends that were big and seen and famous. I was like, oh my God, that like my unconscious program is like, they're going to realize you're a little rat. And they're just going to like, like, honestly, you just, and, I, and, and I've seen that conditioning. And I was also the only foreign person in my village. I know only Spanish, but like I was in the whitest village in like the whole of England to the point that they would say, Hannah's a different race. I'm like, you don't understand race here, do you? Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm like, I am Spanish and that is an hour <laughs> plane ride away. Like, you don't understand race. Um, but I grew up feeling really, really, really small. And public speaking and social media and thinking my voice was important and even speaking in a group setting really really challenging for me but i kept being like no i choose this for me too i choose to have a voice even if it's uncomfortable i choose to be listened to i choose to allow myself to be in the friendship groups that i want to be in did i have to overwrite things yes but was it worth it yes so whatever stuff you've got doesn't mean you're damaged goods. Might there have to be work there? Might you have to take responsibility? Is it fair? No, it's not fair. Honestly, if you look at the world, we're not brought up into fair conditions. It's not fair. But being pissed at it doesn't fucking change it. And so what is the empowering take mm -hmm. that we can have? Is it fair that my mum died? Is it fair that I was a caretaker? It wasn't, but I chose to alchemize that into good. And so you've got that choice too. And so that's why the manifestation work creates a life with more ease. But is it always easy? No, because you're going to have to get uncomfortable. You're going to have to question shit. You're going to have to look inside. At 19, I'm just telling you my life things. I was really willing to take my life. I was like, this life shit, it's like, where do I sign out? You know, I don't want this. If that 19-year-old Hannah knew the world I was going to live now, she would probably think that, you know, I'd take it. Like, she just wouldn't believe it. Right? I never knew how good it was going to get. And you guys have that same potential. So if you can just set that as a goal, how much better can things get? How much better can things get? You do your inner alchemy. 10 years, you're not even going to, you're not like, you're not even going to recognize who you were. And you're going to be so grateful. Does that answer your question? It truly does. It, it, you've, you've done it on so many layers as well. And I want to say thank you for being so honest and raw and for, for sharing like those specific things that were part of your upbringing and your experience of life because I really think it brings it down to a place where actually people can get this right it, it is for everyone like we can access this and it's choice 
And something that sparks me just to, to say is that for me, now that I actually am embodying what manifestation is rather than trying to override all of the internal parts of me that come up in resistance. So I think back in the day, I would say, I want this. And then if I felt negatively during the journey of wanting that thing, I would try and like just suppress that emotion and, and be high vibe. And what I now realize is, and I, I think that's actually why I threw manifestation in the bin. <laughs> Cause I was like, I, don't agree with of pushing my emotions down and like my work really a lot of it is embodiment and moving emotions through through your system etc etc and so um that's why I've probably really taken myself away from manifesting but what I have learned via Hannah is actually that as I'm manifesting and, and and what I'll say is that currently a lot of the time I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I'm feeling slightly anxious because I'm moving past the version of myself who I am and I'm becoming something much bigger. I'm growing and, and that is creating growing pains. This journey is uncomfortable. It's throwing me a lot of situations and experiences within every aspect of my life, like relationship, business, finances, all of the things. It's bringing up my stuff. It's bringing up my fears. It's bringing up all of the stuff that doesn't make me feel comfortable. And yet I now see that in receiving these, these experiences, I'm able to alchemize them. I'm able to lean in and let them teach me so that I can become the bigger and greater version of myself. So this isn't like I'm just sitting there like you said earlier like vision boarding and going can't wait for it to come in it's actually like I'm placing that into into my vision and then also I'm allowing life and and the way that that the universe responds to me teach me how to become the woman that I'm I'm imagining myself to become it's literally alchemy of consciousness which means we have to face the dark rooms within us I, I actually went through the same journey. I learned of manifestation and then I started doing trauma work and I was like, how can these coexist? And that was such a big conflict for me. And now I'm like, oh, it's all the same. Just understood through different lenses, right? You get to be trauma-informed and do the manifestation work. You get to do the healing and do the manifestation work. It's all part of the same thing. It's just different elements. And yes, to be uncomfortable. <laughs> I love it now. Especially now I, I, I see anxiety, which I had really labelled after having a um, burnout some years ago. This is something that became actually a blocker in me moving past my comfort zone in my business. I was in a place where my work was, it was thriving, but it wasn't growing everything was the same, right? My income and what I was seeing around me, it was very much in one place, which could be seen as successful and it felt great. However, I was stood still, let's say, because I was nervous to push myself and to grow because I didn't want to experience anxiety. So now that I'm experiencing anxiety within this growth period that I'm going through, instead of seeing that as like a warning sign and going, oh God, no, oh, yeah, I have to 
do this now and not, and not, I just have to stand still. I can't do it, I can't grow. In fact, what I'm doing is going, oh, I'm feeling anxiety. How can I support myself and rest and give myself spaciousness, but also how can I keep showing up to this growth rather than running away from feeling anxiety, so. And that's why you had to make the 25K investment, not the 10K investment, because the 10K investment felt comfortable. I just made another 35,000 investment as well as the house. I've dropped probably over 100K, more, way more than 100K in investments. And they stop working. This has blown my mind, right? I once made an investment, and then I made, uh, with the same person, a smaller investment. And it stopped working because it was no longer a stretch. You need to keep stretching. Some people think that you can do a 10K investment and then you're done. It's like, no, we're living extraordinary lives. That's not a three-month course, babe. You keep stretching, you keep stretching, you keep stretching. Yes. Thank you so much, Hannah. I'm so grateful for this conversation. And I know that there'll be lots of people that are really just gagging to know where they can find you and um, the programs that you run. So I'm going to get you to just share with them that piece. First of all, what I do want to say is that Hannah will be coming to teach on pleasure, power, prosperity, the event, the free event. Hello! This, this information's coming at you for free! And... Um, so if you're not signed up for Pleasure, Power, Prosperity, please come in. I'm getting my calendar out because my brain is like, I don't remember what day it's on. Um, like mama brain. Thanks very much, Hannah. <laughs> 15th to the 19th, plus we have bonuses. So Hannah will be coming in to teach. Uh, on money, on investing, and moving through your terror barrier. So if you don't know what the terror barrier is, that will be taught. So this thing that we've been talking about, like the anxiety and that, that space where we can choose to like just stay still or to like really allow ourselves to grow, Hannah's going to be coming in to teach specifically about that. Um, so I'm super excited. So if you're not already, we've got like 500 people already signed up. I'm, I'm just visualizing... I was going to say a grand. I'm visualizing a thousand people. <laughs> um, a grand. <laughs> We're giving away things that are over a grand, actually. However, I, I'm visualizing that there will be a thousand of us in the space because I really want that that community to feel like it's bubbling, that it's thriving, because I, I feel like when the containers are bigger, it gets even more like magical within what, what starts to cultivate and grow. So... Anyways, Hannah's going to be doing that and she's going to be with me um, uh, teaching for Pleasure, Power, Prosperity. Sign up. And Hannah, I would love for you to share where people can find you and how they can work with you. So um, as always, Instagram, Hannah Bartlett Alonso. You can find me there. If you're like, I'm really big into people that just feel and move. Like some of you guys will be activated by me, my energy. It's not going to make sense to you. It doesn't need to make sense to you. And you're just like, okay, sign me up what's the next step I would say the baseline there is the school of integrative healing right it's it's a year well if you if this well, when does this podcast go out next week so it'll be the year okay so it'll be the year. <laughs> I'm like yeah things move so fast um you can sign up for the year membership which is 15k it's literally like the most ridiculous value for 15k like out there because I teach all of the time the community is insane you don't really need to know anymore you just feel and move and you can drop me a dm on instagram I'll send grace the details 
Um, if you want to do multiple modality training, manifestation, healing, trauma work from all of these different levels, I've got a certification program. I also have a business program. So for those of you guys that want to do business the internal way and also the strategy, because I do think strategy and structure is important too. It's like the feminine masculine. Then I've got a container for that. And if you're feeling a one-to-one, -one, I've got two spots just for this August. So if you are feeling the one-to-one, -one, that really is a feel and move. Best thing to do is I'm gonna send Grace links or you just message me on Instagram and you can hop on a free no strings attached call with one of my team members. And we're not about just like trying to sell you the wheel, like they will recommend what's a fit for you. Amazing, thank you, Hannah. Um, fantastic, well this conversation has been incredible i would love it if you're listening to this and you have received value from our words our conversation to please leave a rating and review five stars only baby um because it allows us my jasmine my wonderful assistant tells me that when when these ratings and reviews happen that it pushes us up on the spotify algorithm and i'm really allowing myself to imagine that conversations with pussy get grows bigger and bigger and so all of these conversations about money, sexuality, pussy, all of the stuff that we chat about here can reach far and wide. So please do that now. Leave a rating, leave a review if you've got some space. So thank you so much for tuning in to Conversations with Pussy. Thank you, Hannah, for sharing your wisdom and your words. And we'll see you next time. Bye-bye. So